Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Hi, I'm Pam with Finding the More Ministries, and I'm so glad that you joined us today as we start our new podcast series, Women of the Bible in the Beginning. We hope that you'll love this series. As we look into the lives of women in the Bible and their experiences with God, I'm sure there's so much we can take away by studying them that we can apply to our own lives. Let's get started. We're going to start in the beginning when God created woman. And we know that he created her by taking a rib from Adam. Yes, I had to look it up to see if man had one less rib than woman. And the answer is no, man does not have one less rib. We know that she was beautiful. She was perfect in every way because she was made from the image of God. We know that when she was created, God took her to Adam. And as he did so many times before, he gave her the name woman. And they were naked and they were not ashamed. She was the first and only woman created without sin. She was the first wife. So the couple that were in the Garden of Eden gives us our first glimpse of marriage, perfect marriage that God had in mind for man and woman. They complimented each other. They gave each other companionship. They were there to enjoy everything that life had to give them. We know as the first woman, she had fellowship with God in the garden. The word tells us that they walked with God in the cool of the day in the garden. Can you imagine those conversations? We also know that the garden was perfect. They didn't have to work. They didn't really have to, to, do, to take care of landscaping, so to speak, because it had no expiration date. Everything was perfect for them. Everything was provided. They didn't have to do anything but honor and obey God in every way. Simple life, right? You would think so, but everything's good until we're tempted. And we know that the woman is best known for her conversation with the serpent, Satan. He comes into the garden and he asks her a question. Yes, we have a talking serpent. And he asked her, did God say you should not eat of every tree of the garden? And Eve said, no, we can eat of every tree of the garden, but one tree. God told Adam that we couldn't eat of the tree of good and evil. We couldn't touch it because we would surely die. Hmm. This talking serpent says, did God say you would surely die? Or is it that he knew that you would have the knowledge that he has? That you would know everything that he knows. And he's trying to keep that from you. And isn't that so true? That here they were experiencing all the good things. Their focus was on God. And here this talking serpent comes into the garden. And brings to their attention. That you're focused on everything good. But have you really thought about what God told you not to do? And isn't that the way life goes? That as long as we stay, stay focused on God, that life goes much smoother, we're happier, we have that joy and peace that only he can give us. But when we take our eyes off of him, 
and we let the outside influence us driven so much by Satan and his ways that we start thinking that we're missing something. And as humans, we always want what we can't have. And it almost haunts us and it just tempts us until we give into it. But we have to be grounded and focused on God and his ways and his truth to enjoy this life of peace and joy and fellowship with him and not be divided and separated from him. So Satan is very good at playing on words and bringing to our attention the things that we've not really seen before. Woman had never cared about this tree of good and evil that she couldn't eat because there were plenty of other things that God gave her to satisfy her. But when it was brought to her attention, she looks at this tree of good and evil. The fruit looked good. So she picked one. She ate it. She offered it to her husband and he ate it. And all of a sudden, their eyes were open and they knew that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves and covered themselves and they hid from God. And we know that God was going to come to the garden, right? He's going to come and fellowship with them that day. And when they heard the voice of God, he called out to Adam, where are you? And Adam answers him and says, we were naked and afraid. So we're hiding. God asked them, who told you you were naked? Did you eat of the tree of good and evil? The one I commanded you not to eat? And Adam says, the woman made me do it. She enticed me to eat it. Now let's back up. Adam said, the woman that you gave me made me eat it. And Eve says, the serpent, he deceived me and I ate it. And God was disappointed, you know, one rule, and they couldn't keep it. And I find that when I bring up Eve, and when they had fallen into sin, Adam named her Eve, the mother of all living. When we bring up Eve in a conversation with a lot of women, maybe even just one, the common thing that said is, I want to talk to that woman when I get to heaven. We blame Eve for a lot of things that came on a woman with her sin. God pretty much cursed her with pain during childbirth, with sorrow, with having to be submissive to her husband. The husband, Adam, he was cursed with having to work hard and to provide. Life changed. Sin brought about hardships for them. They couldn't know, they could no longer live in the Garden of Eden. Because there was also a tree in the garden, the tree of life, that would allow them to live forever. And God could not have them living forever in sin. And they couldn't live in the garden. We know that God killed or took animals and made their skin into clothes for them. We know that they were sent out of the Garden of Eden. And angels were put at the east gate of heaven so that they could not come back in. There's consequences to our actions. Here we have an example of living life with God, experiencing all his good things. And he asks us only to honor and obey him in all our ways, make him first in our lives. But as humans, we have a nature of the flesh, and our flesh is sinful. The Lord tells us there's nothing good about it. 
we are nothing without God. And isn't that so true? As we look at people who live in sin, they're usually, some people would say they're happy, but we know that no, not really. It's usually happiness on the surface. But when you live a life of sin, there's always regret, there's shame, there's loneliness. There's like there's something missing in your life that you can never obtain. And to fill that void in our life, it only comes through that relationship with God. What Adam and Eve found when they were banished from the garden was a hard life. They had to provide everything for themselves. Shelter, food. They had to um, endure the hardships of life sometimes. Life was good. I mean, when you plant a garden, sometimes it it produces a lot of fruit, and sometimes it, it doesn't produce so well. They were exposed to things that they had never seen before, and that's what happens. We're exposed to the dark side when we walk away from God, or we don't have that relationship with Him. We don't understand His truth and how He meant for us to live in that perfect relationship with Him. Because we're not perfect, because we can't know what joy is, what love is, until we know the one that created love. We know that Eve also was the first mother. She experienced what it was to lose a son that was murdered. We also know that she was the first woman, the first mother, to experience what it's like to have a son that committed murder. That took a life. There were a lot of hardships in that life. Do you think that it? Do you think that they ever sat back and had a conversation about what did we do? And I'm sure the blame game kept going. Well, you handed me the the apple, so to speak, the forbidden fruit, and she comes back and says, "Well, you ate it. You should have told me to stop before I ever picked it." So you know that conversation had to go back and forth between them because when they did that, everything changed. They had to have that conversation, as we do sometimes. When we take this walk with God and, and we find ourselves getting further and further away from Him because life happens. We take our focus off of Him. We get involved in life, the wrong things in life. Sometimes it's not so much that we're doing the wrong things. It's just that we're not giving God time. We're not spending time with Him. We're not in the Word learning of His truths. We're not praising him for all the good things that he's given us. We may not be in the Garden of Eden, but he's provided so much for us that we take for granted. He loves us. He wants good for us. And he will provide for us. We work harder at it. It doesn't come easy. But nothing in life worth having comes easy. There's always sacrifices that you have to make. But with him, we know that life can be better with him than it will ever be without him. We know that we too will have those perfect bodies one day as we join him in heaven to spend eternity with him. We know that we will get to experience heaven and that everything will be provided for us and we will be walking with him, able to talk with him. We'll be able to experience Jesus, see him with the scars as a reminder of the price he paid out of love for us, that we can enjoy life here on earth and we can live it 
so abundantly through him. We're only here for a short period of time on earth. To experience it with him, we will have good times. We will experience joy, peace. We'll be comforted in those bad times. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He will strengthen us when we're weak. He will collect all of our tears. And he will be there waiting for us. I'm sure we'll be escorted home to heaven when we receive him as our personal Savior. And we too will be able to live in paradise with our Creator. Thank you, Jesus, for bridging that gap that man can be reconciled with God the Creator. Thank you so much, our Heavenly Father, that you provided everything that we needed, whether we're here on earth or in heaven. So thank you for joining me today as we study Eve. Let's give her a break. What would you have done if you had been the first woman? I'm not surprised that the first woman, the first man, they fell to sin. It's in our nature. And God didn't want robots. He wanted people that he made his creation to love him, to enjoy life with him. He's a good God. And that hasn't changed. And I hope you know him today. And you've surrendered your life to him. And he gives you such joy, such peace in going through life as a woman. He sees you where you're at and he loves you. Until next time, God bless you. I hope that you know how much you're loved by God and how much he wants to be part of your life. The Finding the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.